experience building relationship with God. I was watching the news the other morning, and it was talking about a story where an elderly man got struck and killed by a car. And what stayed with me about the report is that the individual driving the car had been driving the car with a revoked driver's license, which means he wasn't supposed to be driving at all because he no longer had his privileges to legally drive. And now this person, who I believe was under 30 years old, will most likely spend the next 10 years or more in prison. In an instant, his life was changed. The destiny of his life was totally directed into a direction most likely he just never thought would happen to him. It really just, listening to the news report about this particular accident really brought to my mind about choice. How choices that we make as individuals will directly affect our immediate circle of people around us will affect the people that are in our community, affect people in our city, our state, eventually our nation. This one choice that this individual made to get in his vehicle, turn on the ignition, and drive to wherever he just had to drive to, completely disregarding the law, the statute, the guidance that had set before him because he just didn't want to be obedient, conform, or be restrained in some kind of way. 
have a boundary set around him. Even though that boundary was set in place to protect him. He didn't see it that way. And in the long run, it was also put in place to protect other people. However, because that individual didn't see it as a guidance, a boundary to protect him, he made that choice to drive without having the proper authorization to be in a vehicle on the road. And because of his choice, he took the life. He killed another individual. We all make hundreds of choices every day. And each of our choices affect us or others in either positive ways or negative ways. And if we live a life like I used to, that I didn't pay attention to my choices, I was not walking out my life with purposeful forethought of the choices that I would make or the foundation from which I was drawing my opinions that would then turn into the choices that I would make for whatever reasons. In this podcast... I've been prompted by the Holy Spirit to speak about the choice that we only have while we're here in our bodies, here in the earth realm, that will not only affect our lives, Here in the earth, the choice that I'm about to talk about will affect our lives in eternity. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, discount God's word. For whatever reason. However, just because we don't believe something exists does not mean that it does not exist. Just because we cannot see something doesn't mean that that something is not there. For example, we can't see our brain, not with the natural eye. However, our brain is there. 
And it takes special equipment to be able to see it. We can't see our heart, but we know it's there. And it also takes special equipment to see that too. We can't see our lungs, but we know they're there. However, it takes special equipment to see our lungs. God is real. His word says that God is spirit. And just because we can't see him does not mean he does not exist. And God, our heavenly father, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. And he sent him through a handmaiden named Mary, who was a virgin, that the Holy Spirit hovered over, and she conceived the God-man. On YouTube, Jonathan Kahn, in his prophetic message to Joe Biden, called the White House Apostasy. Towards the end of the message, he stated, and I quote, in Hebrew, the word for salvation is Yeshua. Yeshua in English is the name Jesus, end quote. I'm saying this because from this point forward, I will be using the name Yeshua, and at times, Jesus. So I may go between the two names when I refer to him. In John, the New King James Version, chapter 1, verse 14, refers to Yeshua, to Jesus, as the word. To recap a little bit, in this podcast, I'm talking about choice. And at this moment in the podcast, I'm talking about the choice that one can make that will determine what happens to them after this life is over, what happens to them in eternity. In the New King James Version, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it states, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. I have sinned, and I'm not perfect, so I'm sure I'll sin some more somewhere along the way. 
You have sinned. Others have sinned. All, all of us have sinned. And we all fall short of the glory of God. However, because of what Jesus did, because he laid down his life, he humbled himself to man who just beat him and accused him and ridiculed him. In the New King James Version, Isaiah chapter 53, I'm going to start at verse 3, says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He humbled himself, and and he let himself go through all that physical trauma, that mental abuse and rejection and disregard. And, and the horrible disdain of what pride and haughtiness brings forth. He humbled himself to all that. So that when we have sinned, we can repent. We can say, what I did I did against you, and it was wrong, and I am sorry. When we repent, we come with a a broken spirit and a contrite heart. We repent, and we turn away from that thing that is not like God, and we turn to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And he says in his word that he will forgive us. The next thing that is very important also is, and that's one of the main reasons why it was necessary for God to give Yeshua, his only begotten son, Because he was the only one that could fulfill the prophecies foretold about the coming Savior. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was the only one that could be our kinsman redeemer that could redeem us from our sins and give us new life in him. And he is the only way. No man 
No man, not none, can come to God the Father, the Heavenly Father, the only most holy God of Israel, God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. The is only one way. There's only one way. And that's through Yeshua. That's through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Lord. For those of you that are listening to this and have been on the fence about should I respond to his invitation? Should I respond to that that tugging I'm sensing from, from him about accepting him? He's knocking at your door. And he, in his word, he says, in this day, when I knock on your door, do not harden from your, your heart. Do not harden your heart. But let him in and let him come in and, and fellowship with you. Our Father wants to father us. God in heaven, God the Father, the Holy, the only Holy One of Israel, God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, our Heavenly Father, He wants to father us. However, there's only one way to be able to get to the Father. And that's through Jesus. That's through Yeshua. The Word that became flesh and walked among us. He is the perfect mediator between man and God. And we can only get to God the Father through Yeshua, through Jesus. God's word says in Acts 3, verse 19, New King James Version, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And I can tell you this from experience. He's the promise keeper. And he's the only one that can provide the salvation for all of us that choose him. And open the way for us to foster, to, to build a relationship with our Heavenly Father. And trust. He will provide all of our needs. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. And those of you that are listening to this, it's like, could that be me? 
Is that me? Is that why through situations and circumstances I came across this podcast? The answer is yes. It's you. God, through this podcast, is talking with you. And Jesus Yeshua is extending his invitation to receive him as Lord and Savior. In order to do that, all we need to do is repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I've, I've done wrong things, and I'm tired, and, and my life is out of control. I'm scared. I'm afraid. My life is in chaos. Things. I need you. I receive you. I ask you to come into my heart and come into my life. When you've said that, you have now become born again. And the first thing you want to do is let him lead you to a church that has strong integrity in teaching the genuine word of God. Because you're new in him, or if you've recommitted your life to him, you need that pastoral protection, that covering. Because <laughs> every the adversary and every negative, evil thing that is in the earth realm is going to try to come against you. And you need the protection of mature covering while you learn his word, while you begin apprehending the time to invest in his word, to invest in talking with him in prayer, to invest in being quiet before him so you can start learning to hear him. It's a new way of living. You are now a spirit being. You have a body. You have a soul which contains your mind, your will, your intellect, your feelings and emotions. And now your spirit has been birthed anew. And for those of you that are repenting and returning to him, as the prodigal son did, he's rejoicing on all, both of you, those who have received him initially, and you that are returning as the prodigal son did. Heaven is rejoicing. And know that God is real.